the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the third season of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. We're so glad that you're here. This season of the podcast features weekly interviews with professional singers of all genres and backgrounds, in addition to featuring experts who provide support services for singers. Join us each week for great information to move your career forward. Keep in touch with us via social media. We want to hear from you. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I am so fortunate today. I am at a beautiful property belonging to a very good friend of mine. His name is Dave Kneber. We are in New Buffalo, Michigan, and we are at his beautiful home and grounds and farm and art loft. It is absolutely stunning here. So I'm going to introduce you to Dave now, and we're just going to chat a little bit uh, about him and his career. He is a visual artist, and he does a lot of work with watercolor, so I am going to let him tell you all about it. Hi, Dave. How are you? Hi, Greta. I'm so happy to be here with you today and uh, share some of the things. I've been very lucky in my life to uh, kind of be uh, introduced to a variety of things, and, and I was smart enough, I guess, I'll brag a little bit, that I was able to grab a hold or open those doors and walk in. I always tell that to my students, you know, mm-hmm. it's open a little bit, go in That's right. and uh, and talk to people. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit. I know you've told me some about your parents, about your mom. She well, was a musician, about your yeah. dad. So tell well, us a little about them. Well, uh, my, my dad, uh, uh, was a wonderful man, uh, always well dressed, uh, <laughs> gentlemanly quarterly, you know, but uh, turn of the century people. Uh, my father uh, was from uh, Galena, Illinois. Uh, his parents had purchased the leather company from the Grant family. They weren't tan- tanners, but he bought the portion of uh, making shoes. Uh, at that time, it was 1870s, uh, it was saddles and bridles mm-hmm. and whips and stuff mm-hmm. like that that wow. they made. And uh, so um, we come from uh, that line of Germans. My grandfather came the year of the Chicago World's, uh, the Chicago Fire. Oh, yeah. In fact, he was delayed in Ohio two days because of the fire. What? And he was heading to Galena because his brother lived there. But... Uh, and then my grandmother, well, her name was Bergdorf, uh, she was in millinery in Chicago. Okay. And I think a lot of 
a lot of women went into millinery at that yeah. time. It yeah. seems like when I'm looking at people's past, they always say, well, my grandmother was in millinery. And then my mother's parents, uh, they were uh, more, uh, they were Irish French and they came down from, um, uh, Canada down along the East coast. Evangeline, are you familiar with that story Evangeline? I, you know, I believe that I well, heard it. it but... uh, well, I had to read it in high school, and then I became even more familiar because her family was, it was regarding prejudice of the Irish, mm -hmm. and they had to get out of different places, mm -hmm. like many, many cultures do, yes, you know. That's right. And uh, they went down on the East Coast and came up through New Orleans and followed the Mississippi, and then they all established farms and businesses along the Mississippi and Iowa. Wow. Oh, so cool. it's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And um, my mother uh, went to uh, private school from sixth grade on and then uh, went to a boarding school and then uh, went to Clark College in Dubuque, Iowa, which was unheard of women being, you know, in college. Yeah. yeah. And uh, wanted to study to be her father. She wanted to go into nursing, but that wasn't the father felt that she, you know, should be a teacher. Well, she taught two years and saved enough money that she put herself through to nursing school. Well, got I love that. Master's degree. Well, that's, that's the type of lady she was. <laughs> ragtime. If that's you're familiar with ragtime, yep. well, that's what's her. And so um, she uh, she was at college and uh, very strict, of course, and uh, she used to sneak out at night and go down to what they called the Grand uh, it was the Grand Theater in Dubuque, Iowa, and played for silent movies wow. to get enough money to buy cigarettes. Oh, my God. As she started smoking <laughs> when she was 11 years oh old. Yeah. Wow. And so, anyway, she met my father, and they got married, and uh, they settled in Galena, Illinois. And, uh, yeah, it, um, it was a great town to grow up. I spent I 18 years there. It was sort of a Tom Sawyer town. It's, you know, it's on the Galena River, which feeds into the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And at that time in the 1870s, 1850s, and 60s, there was a big area of mining ore. And they used to have the steamboats come up and, of course, passengers with them. And uh, so that was a very popular place. In fact, at that time, uh, it was larger than the city of Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Larger than Chicago, it's pretty big. It's a beautiful little town. If you've ever had a chance to go there, it's sort of Swiss looking. It's very hilly. Mm -hmm. It's a type of town that you can go up three floors in a building, come out on another street. Wow, because that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's real, real hilly. Yeah. And, a, and hardly anybody, when I was growing up, had a car. Families yeah. did not. You walked. Yeah. I think maybe that's why my legs are in good shape yeah, today, yeah, you know? great. <laughs> Yeah, good muscles. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then uh, very quickly then um, uh, I attended uh, a private German grade school for eight years, and then I went on to high school. Now, the high school didn't have any art classes at all, mm -hmm. and uh, the the uh, artists from Chicago at that time, it was during the war years, and they could only get so much gas. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them would commandeer the conductor to allow them to put bicycles in the in the baggage car wow. and come out on a Friday mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. And then they'd stay at somebody's private home. It wasn't even called a bed and breakfast. It was yeah. just a private home, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, the early morning, they'd get up and they'd go to the local funeral parlor. And they'd borrow a, two folding chairs, one for an easel and one to sit on. Oh, my goodness. And... 
I was really attracted to these people. That was a different caliber of people, and they yeah. dressed differently than the people in town. Mm -hmm. They were interested in things that other people I knew weren't interested in. And wow. I used to go up and sit and watch them. Wow. And they would say, gee, young man, would you would you go down to the over to the restaurant and get us a, a donut or a muffin or something and some and some coffee and i said yeah and they take out a big linen white napkin and they put maybe two quarters in it <laughs> and tie it up real tight and i'd run down and i'd give it to the waitress and she'd untie and put change in wow tie it up and i'd bring bring it back to these artists and they'd say, oh, thank you. And this one lady particular, she and her husband were there. He was a photographer and she was uh, watercolors. She said, I'll give you a watercolor lesson. Wow. I was 10 years old. Oh, and I said, gosh. oh, wonderful. Wow. Well, to make a long story short, I did get to college and there wasn't any art at the college that I was taking. I was still interested in it. And when I came back, there was an opportunity for me to teach a Saturday class in drawing at the Art Institute. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, a lady came into my room and she said, you're from Galena. And I said, yeah. And I said, you look very familiar to me. She said, I think you're the young boy that we used to give quarters to oh, to go get our coffee. Wow. And I said, yes. And I said, who are you? She said, well, I'm Carolyn Howlett. I'm head of the School of the Art Institute. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Isn't that an interesting story? It is very interesting. Well, we just locked on real well and through the rest of the years. Wow. He introduced me to the organizations as you belong to the music educators. Mm -hmm. I, I became very involved with the Illinois Art Education and the mm -hmm. National Art Education mm -hmm. Association. Mm -hmm. And really it helped me a lot professionally and yeah. your 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 yeah, organization. Absolutely. You get to talk to other people, That's you know right. what's going on, maybe yeah, what's right. on the cutting edge. You protect yeah. yourself and your students. Yes. So yes. I really liked it a lot. And wow. uh, so um, that's how I got started. Uh, my first job when I was uh, first out of college, I was 21 years old. And some of the students were much older than I was. But, you know, I was so wrapped up in teaching, I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> Everybody else did. <laughs> All the mothers did, anyway. And so um, I was asked to be the art teacher. Wow. And also social studies, and I taught math. And it was, a, wow. a, a, you know, a litany of different yeah. things I had to teach. And I said to the principal, I said, you know, I said, I don't think we're going to be legally able to do this. I only have two credits in art from college for my bachelor of science, or, yeah, my bachelor of science degree. She said, don't worry about it. We'll, I'll take care of the, the state. Wow. So I taught art, and I had such a good time. I went back to the University of Wisconsin and I did some work at Northwestern and I got another degree, a Bachelor of Arts degree. That's great. And then after that, then I went and got a master's and I did doctorate work at the University of Illinois Circle Campus. That's wonderful. So that was sort of my teaching career mm -hmm. uh, of, of mm -hmm. the things that I did. And it was, you know, it was, it was a, a lot of opportunities came up and I grabbed, my first job was in Berwyn and we had to get out a Nash, my dad and I on the living room floor, get out a National Geographic um, map to find out where in the devil is this Berwyn. <laughs> and he went is. with me for my interview, stayed no, in the car, however, yeah. but he didn't want me driving in the big yeah. city alone. Yeah, alone. Yeah. So we came in and after my interview, I said, gee, it went quite well. I think maybe I might have a chance with this job. He says, I don't know if you want to live here. He says, all the homes in Berwyn are the same. <laughs> That's because 
That's because all the homes were built, you know. Yeah. Bohemian bungalows. They were all the same. And he, he was from Galeen where all the Everything architecture was, was all mixed unique. up. Yeah. You know? So uh, that's how I started my career. And wow. I did 10 years of teaching uh, in elementary. I taught 23 years in uh, teaching high school. I spent uh, five of those years teaching evening classes at uh, uh, York uh, or uh, Elmhurst College. Mm -hmm. And then I taught uh, 18 years at Columbia College. That is just wonderful. You and then I'm really, you know, I'm still teaching. I have 41 students in watercolor yeah. in Florida. And somebody said, you didn't, you really didn't. Well, I said, I really retired from full-time teaching, but right. I'm still teaching. Yeah. And I think if you're a musician, if you're an artist, you're going to continue that till Absolutely. the last day. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I think it is just so wonderful what you have done in your life and how the arts can impact a child's life oh. in such an important way. I mean, well, that, you saw it, you loved it, and it has become your life. You know, Oprah used to say uh, when she'd interview people, now, when do you think this all started? It was 10 or 11 years mm -hmm. old. Yep. Somebody took them to a concert. Somebody took them That's to right. ballet. Somebody took them to an art uh, show. That's right. And that clicked with and that child. That's when the seed That's right. was planted. And, That's that, right. and And I see that, too. I'm sure you do with your students. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's it's when wonderful. that all took place. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It is very interesting. The arts are just such a unique right. kind of, of engagement. Yeah, uh, well, I always said, you know, performing. the apple of education, the core is art. That's right. And unfortunately, so often nowadays, kids don't have that exposure to art. Well, you know, I'm being asked to speak at a national uh, uh, Illinois State Convention coming up this fall. And I said, well, I can't. You know, I can't. I can tell you what I did. Your, your, the pro, the programs and the, and the curriculum is so much different from when I retired in 1994. Mm -hmm. And a lot has happened, not necessarily good to education. Yeah. And now they're having a real rough time. I was president of Illinois Art Education in the early 80s, mm -hmm. 81, 82, and um, they were cutting. Everybody had a. a go and become an expert in computer work. Yeah. And the school kept cutting back on the electives, cutting back because yeah. kids need no more math. They need yeah. more of this, more of that. And I said, I fought that. Oh, my. I, I went to board meetings at state board meetings and stuff. We were trying to save our arts. Mm -hmm. When I started uh, teaching in 1968 at Willowbrook High School, um, the second year I was there, I became art department chairman. I had seven art teachers, mm -hmm. and I was equal to Nutrier, Oak wow. Park, River Forest Heights, all the biggies. Yeah. And I developed a curriculum there when I started. There were twenty. There were three different classes. When I got to our top, we had twenty-three selections for students, wow. everything imaginable mm -hmm. in the arts, but. Um, you know, I used. I don't think they do that with curriculum anymore. Um, we used to kind of play with the kids and ask them questions mm -hmm. and see where their interests lie, so that we could develop our, yes. you know, to hit that mm -hmm. mark mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that they are they're looking for. Right, right. But I don't think you can do that anymore. No, too I don't much. think so either. I don't think so either. It's so unfortunate. You know, kids need the arts. People 
need the arts. Well, we Absolutely. we need all the arts and as much yeah. as we can get because it was the arts that gets us through the rough times. That's absolutely right. You know, that's, that's why right. I have this place. I love this place because it, it you don't escape everything, but it's a place where you can unwind. Mm -hmm. you, it's a slower clock. Yeah, have some peace. And yeah, and it does influence my painting. And I and I'm more enthusiastic about doing stuff because I see. I mean, I look just around my yard here, yeah. and I see, oh, this would make a good painting, or that would make a yeah. good painting, yeah. and um, it keeps your mind active, yeah, and that's so absolutely. important. Uh, you know, active I in used, a positive way. <laughs> well, say you know, I used to Greta uh, give a lecture to executives. Mm -hmm. May it be Interlake. Mm -hmm. May it be GM, may it might have been uh, McDonald's, who knows, mm -hmm. different places. And I used to say to them, I said, you know, if I gave you a piece of paper today mm -hmm. and I would ask the majority of you to draw me a tree, you know it's going to be a brown stick with a, a, green, <laughs> a green circle on top. Mm -hmm. And I said, and then some of you will be showing me different branches, limbs, twigs, different color of leaves, texture of bark. Mm -hmm. I said, you're seeing that a lot different than the person who that's had right. the lollipop tree. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's and right. that's teaching people. And that's what I do on Saturdays when I teach her. I said, I want to teach you to look at things differently than you've ever looked at them before. Stop. It's the old adage, stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Stop yeah. and give your eyes a break. Yeah. Look at all this wonderful stuff Beautiful. around us. Yeah. Yeah. You're and, right. you know, it's just um, around us every day and, and we don't see it. Yeah. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, but I've had a wonderful career. I couldn't ask for anything better if I went to my reward, whatever that'll be. <laughs> I, well, I'm I, sure you'll have a great well, you'll, reward you'll when love that this. time comes. And one day I was sitting here with Elsie and I said, you know, I hope heaven is like this. She says, who told you you're going to heaven? <laughs> oh, that's great. But that, you know, that that's she's, great. she's my anchor. <laughs> if I get too carried away and anything, keep you in line. Yeah, she, she either kicks me in the ankle and said, Dave, that's enough. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. And she's put up 64 years of oh, this. That's so wonderful. And she's a lovely, lovely Well, person. she's she's been a real sweetheart. And uh, to get back to my first job, that's how I met her. Oh. The principal of the school knew her because Elsie had gone to that school. Mm -hmm. And the music teacher was Elsie's best friend. He, oh. he had his own orchestra in Chicago and taught music during the day. Mm -hmm. And then at night, he, he had his, his gigs. Mm -hmm. So after the after the orientation and I was loaded with all this work they were giving me to do, she came up to me and she said, um, you're not married, are you? And I said, no, I just got out of college. She says, have I got a girl for you? Oh. And it was Elsie. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And our first, uh, he arranged the first date. It was on Lincoln's birthday and we went downtown celebrated Berghoff's and uh, we were also at the Chicago Theater for a, pr a presentation and then we went to um, it's a wonderful restaurant I'm trying to think of the name of it on Wacker and uh, North Michigan Cool. well I'll think of it and uh, Art Van Dam are you familiar with Art Van Dam's oh you're not no. oh, I must send you some recordings oh, he yeah. played a xylophone 
Oh, and he was know. lead in his orchestra. Wow. And they played this wonderful jazz. Oh, wow. my God. He was fantastic. Smooth yeah, as silk. Smooth as silk. And so up. we went to see him that night. And then afterwards, we came down. I know we did something else. And it got to be midnight. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's getting late. And I'm sure her parents were wondering, where, where did this guy take my daughter? <laughs> yeah. And Joe is his name. He says, you know, we're we're going one more place before we go home. I want to take you up to the Blue Note. Oh, wow. And the Blue Note was on Wabash Avenue. Yeah. A tiny, narrow stair. I thought we were going to somebody's attic. <laughs> and we went up, and I think we paid $5 wow. just cover charge. And wow. that was a lot. In, oh, yeah, in, I would imagine. In, in 1958. Yeah. That yeah. was a lot of money. Wow. So we paid it and we sat down and we had a table about as big as a postage stamp, <laughs> you know, and we ordered our drinks. And this lady was singing her heart out and she came up to our table and she asked to sing, what was some Nightingale or something? And Joe says, yeah, would you sing that? And he says, this is their date. Oh, it's that's great. First date. Well, when she came, when when she got done and walked away, I said to Joe, "Who was she? She's great." She says, "Sarah Vaughn." Oh my gosh, that's great! Hey, Greta, I'm Steve. I good seeing you again. Yep, that's Steve. great. That's great. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. We we have had a visitor walk up. We had a good visit. to see you, my son. Yes, Stephen. He's Hi, from Kalamazoo Steven. area. Good to see you. <laughs> We're doing a little interview with your dad to get some good information from him. Doing a play. Yes. Well, so, yeah, your that's life how that all happened. Been so well, exciting. it has. I've been very lucky, and I have a lot of things that ha you know people around me who support me. That's and, great, uh, and that's you, what it takes. Yeah, and when you have that, then the half of it is done. Yeah. You know, and I know my family's put up with a lot of crazy stuff that I've done through the years. You know? But you know, I don't know. It's kind of in me, and I just got to get it done. You it's know, great. it's great. It's sort of like that ten-year-old kid who went up in the hills of Galena. <laughs> Looking for artists. Yeah, you know. that's right. That's right. It's so, wonderful. It's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much well, for absolutely. stopping by my art gallery to the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I wanted to see what was going sitting on. Sitting around. And, and now, absolutely. Uh, thank you for the You know, we've been friends for a number a of years time. now. We yes, were we have. Radio buddies yep. uh, on time. Radio Harbor Country. And then yep. uh, yep. uh, uh, you're now on the board with yes, Arbor, Arbor Arts, Arts with me. So and exciting. So it's, it's sort of like circles, it, you know. Yep, you're Full right. Full circle. You're you're right. Stuff. Well, thank you, Dave, so much for talking You're with welcome, me today. And thank I know our you. listeners are going to enjoy this. Such an interesting man, interesting <laughs> history, lots of great stuff, and and an artist which truly uh, speaks to my well, heart. Well, as artists, both in music and the visual Absolutely. arts, we want to keep that's keep right. people aware of that. That's right. That's what that's it's right. all about. That's right. Well, Dave Knebber, thank you so much. You're welcome. See you soon. Bye bye. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berklee College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit DonMixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network 
of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.